0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective 2020 on Vision Well you might have all sorts of great aspirations about what you might like to do before you die Sometimes we call those sorts of things a bucket list and we might have some things on our bucket list They might be really big things They might be things too that maybe not so big but especially meaningful to us as individuals. Well, I want to invite into a conversation today the Vision Chaplain, Rob Mann, who has just recently returned from a trip to the tip of Cape York Peninsula and had a wonderful adventure along the way. Rob Mann, a special welcome along to 2020. Thanks, Neil. It's great to be here. Hey, Rob, you recently got back and you had an amazing time and you had a purpose to what you were doing on this trip to Cape York. Uh, this involved yourself and your son and a friend of the family. That's right. Well... um,
1: my son, Andrew, had decided he was going to ride his motorbike to Cairns in two days, then drive to the tip of Cape York, then drive back to Cairns, then ride back to Brisbane. And I said to him, well, that's really stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah,
0: because that's a huge oh, task, a huge, yeah. a huge adventure it's ride. It's
1: 6,500 k's. Yep. So I said, I'll tow your bike to Cairns, uh, your motorbike to Cairns in a trailer. You fly in, you, drive to the, you ride to the tip and back to Cairns, and I'll bring your bike back. So um, Andrew said it was a great idea, and he was talking to one of the guys that he works with, um, an, an older guy, one of the managers, and the guy said, it's oh, something I'd always wanted to do. But the other, the, the question with that is, is that this guy's got motor neurone disease, and that could very likely kill him within two years. And uh, so Andrew spoke to me about it and said, you know, what do you think? You know, could we take him along? And I said, well, why not? So we we had lunch with him and uh, with John, and, and uh, he said, oh, look, I don't want to be a burden to, say, to, to you at all. And I said, listen, mate, if you, if Andrew and I can't do everything we can do to give you the chance to do something like that, we're pretty weak human beings. And so John flew in with Andrew, and away we went. And uh, I drove my four-wheel drive, and Andrew rode his bike out ahead of us, and I had John in the car with me. And uh, but it was a remarkable trip. There were things that we would have done that we didn't do because of John's lack of mobility, and there were places we would have gone that we didn't go, um, again, because of John's lack of mobility and his capacity to do certain things. But I that imagine didn't
0: that the... How advanced motor neurone disease is uh, might determine whether you're able to do oh, an yeah. adventure like that. Yeah. but uh, you all got together and said, "Hey, I think we can do this." Yep. and I guess you took a risk, but you set off and you made the journey. Well, we did and, uh, and like John had a separate sleeping arrangement
1: to, to cope with his mobility issues because he was walking with a stick, walked very slow, slowly, but um, yeah, but we got to right to the top. And when you get to the, the, the tip of Cape York, you, you park your car in an area, and then it's about 700 metres to the actual tip. And so John uh, said, look, I'm slow. You and Andrew go ahead, and uh, I'll make my own way around. And, of course, Andrew and I are both very keen fishermen, so we both took fishing rods. And Andrew has always had this dream of throwing a lure off the tip of Cape York and catching a fish. Nobody ever does kneel. Except Andrew, on his <laughs> second cast, he's hooked a really big queenfish, and I, like, I felt like hitting around the head with my fishing rod because I didn't. So we came back, and I, um, John hadn't turned up, so Andrew said, well, I'll go over the top of the rocks, you go around the bottom. I got back, and John was sitting there. I said, what happened? He said, "Mate, no, I couldn't do it. I tried twice and couldn't get there, and he was quite dejected. And so- Andrew came back. And said, "Well, and said, well, I couldn't." John said, "I couldn't get." There. And Andrew said, "No, that's not." And I won't tell you the words that he actually used, but uh, he he got John
0: and uh, walked with him and uh, got around the rocks and actually got into the tip of Cape York. And the accomplishment of that seven hundred meters uh, from. The Land's End yep. to the tip of the Cape, which is as far as you can go out onto the rocks, yep. to be right on the very northern point of Australia. Yep. Uh, that, if he hadn't done that last seven hundred meters, would have felt a little defeated. But, Absolutely, but you were able to help him get there.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and that you know what that was the high point of the whole trip, and and uh, you know he was quite emotional, and we were both. Reasonably emotional about the whole thing. I still am now. I, I just, I feel it, you know. And I actually got to talk to his wife. He was talking to his wife on the phone that night and he, I took the phone from him. And she just said to me, You will never know what you guys have done for him. And you know what, Neil? Like, regardless of the fact that there were things that we didn't do that we would have done, the fact that he got there and he achieved that and he
0: can die with having been there, it's worth it all. An amazing achievement, too, for your son, oh, okay. riding a motorcycle up to the tip of Cape York yep. because that wasn't without some incidents and without some challenges as well. Oh, no. And, and you know, I take my hat off to him. He, he's an incredible problem solver. This He's a jeweler, but like
1: twice, one stage his, his bike was running a bit hot, so he's pulled the whole radiator apart, flushed it out, borrowed my quarters, drill, drilled some more holes in the thermostat, and away it went. And on the way back, he went to fill up fuel at Bramble Junction Roadhouse, and it starts leaking fuel out of the bottom of the carburetor. So he just puts out a mat on the ground, and he did this three times. or three different pulled the whole carburetor off the bike and pulled it apart completely, and put eventually fixed it and put it back together. And Neil, you know, I would have screws and springs left over if it were me. Like I said, if if carburetors were made out of timber, I'd be all right, but they don't make motors out of timber. Like I, I was amazed at how like the the ability to face adversity. And have a problem, find a problem, and then to apply himself to fix it. I just, I I took, I learnt something that day, over those two days that that happened on.
0: Well, you know, Australians, especially those who are in the outback and oh, in yeah. remote communities, they are renowned for their innovation. Yeah. Because if something goes wrong with your bike, something goes wrong with the motor in your car, you've got to be able to do everything you can to fix it. Yep. Because nobody coming to your rescue because you're in the middle of nowhere. Exactly. Well, I took spare
1: belts and whatever for my car and and went on, you know, Google and YouTube
0: are amazing, Neil. Yep. You can do, like, <laughs> you could probably, you and I could. Probably do brain surgery, yeah, <laughs> from YouTube because uh, it's all there. We should ask listeners to call in if you want us to do that. Uh, you know, to give it a go. Uh, but but on the scalpel
1: Yeah, look, it's remarkable. Uh, and it was a great trip um, for me personally from Brisbane to the tip and back. I drove six and a half thousand kilometres. Uh, it's a long way, and but but two thousand or just over two thousand of that. A lot of that was on gravel roads, corrugations, potholes, um, crossings. Although we didn't do what's called the old tra- telegraph track. Because that's, that's craziness. Yeah, That just destroys vehicles. But we did sort of And you understand that Australia is a very diverse and a very, very big country.
0: Rob, you probably have some things on a bucket list yourself. Not that you're getting too close uh, by you know, obvious appearances. <laughs> but this idea of helping a friend to do something that might be on their bucket list. Oh, yeah. When you know that they couldn't do that on their own, yeah. uh, something special about that. No doubt that's very fulfilling for yourself. Absolutely. Uh, you know, look, I, I felt
1: very satisfied with all of that, you know. And um, that man it wasn't a Christian, and, and I broached spiritual issues a number of times. He didn't really want to talk about it, but I'll guarantee you,
0: before he dies, he'll be a believer. And you came across a whole lot of different people oh, yeah. on the way. Yeah, uh, You even crossed paths a, a time or two uh, with even one of our techs, uh, yeah. Stu, who was up at Cape York and fixing vision uh, transmitters and yep. receivers uh, up there, and uh, does a wonderful job, Sue, yep. and as do all of our team in the tech team that keep the whole network alive. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he was up there same time as you, but you crossed paths with all sorts of interesting people. I crossed I crossed paths with an army unit that were very excited about what we were doing, and
1: uh, and you know we met with them three times, and uh, I was uh, the last time I, them, I was able to sit down with their CEO, and we just he just talked re- involved into talking about faith and belief and. And mental health and all sorts of stuff, you know. And and he was really keen to to talk and listen. And from that, I may, you know, I understand again and again and again that there are people out there with questions. If we in the church could learn to speak the language of the street, with the accent of the cross, we'll we'll be much more effective and be able to really communicate with and love people that with things that they want to know. We met another an an old German guy. He's um in his seventies. And uh, he's just traveling around this big old Mercedes, he and his wife, an old Mercedes van kind of thing that they've adapted. Um, and his attitude to life is, well, let's see what life throws up again, and uh, we'll face it, and we'll get through it and get over it. And like they they had all sorts of adventures to talk to us about. But other families, there were families that we met at uh, different places, and we met several times, and uh, just
0: out there doing stuff. A lot of people doing the grey nomad thing, and they're doing bucket list things as well. Oh, yeah. Maybe the bucket list is to you know go around the whole of the nation. Yep. Uh, others are just doing a bucket list uh, as, you know, in some sense, what you've done. They're just going up to the tip of Cape York. Yep. Uh, but this idea of actually pursuing something on a bucket list, nothing wrong with that, is no. there? Wayne Bennett, the coach of the Brisbane Broncos,
1: wrote a book called Don't Die With The Music In You. And I I want to my dying breath, I want to be that that I've fulfilled the things that God called me to do. That and and I've taken the opportunities that came along my way to take. And I've achieved that the tank's empty, there's nothing left. And, and like Paul says, you know, that went you know before he died, I've run the race. I've done everything that I was given to do. I don't want to die with the song still in me now. I wanna I wanna do the things that God's called
0: me to do, but also do the things that I want to do as well. And I don't think God's got any problem with that. Well, Rob man, you are the vision chaplain, and uh, we value you tremendously. And uh, to hear these sorts of stories, an adventure that you've been on up to the tip of Cape York, and to take a friend... Uh, someone who wouldn't ordinarily be able to get there on their own. Uh, Just wonderful, inspiring. Uh, You're an inspiration. Keep up the great work that you you do. And uh, really appreciate you being with us today on 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. Can I just say this, that when God called us to this Christian life, he called us to an adventure.
1: He called us to a journey. He called us to fight the battles, and he called us to live it to the fullest, not to sit immobile and dull it's meant to be interesting it's meant to be exciting it's meant to be adventurous go and do it before you go thanks for listening there's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au and remember vision is listener supported your donation large or small will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of
0: thousands of people across australia and around the world learn more Or donate today
1: at visionradio.org.au.